Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Paul. I, I hope, I hope, I hope uh, we, we, you've you've made up some of those cool uh, uh, little Garfields made out of palm leaves. Oh, have I ever? Yeah. I mean, John, Sundays, today's. I mean, I think we're probably this goes in before the theme music. Girl, my lips are sealed. You make me want bop. Heal my car, shield my tie, heal hard deal, bar wheel, stop you. Jim Davis is my name. Today's Garfield definitely commemorates Jesus's entry into the city of Jerusalem. Did he ride a donkey into Jerusalem? I believe he did. Could have been an ass. I don't know. Um, Will that be echoed in today's Garfield? Very likely. I think this would have made a better Easter one because you've got the toast rising from the... That's a good point. But I mean, you know, what'll happen next Easter? Well, let's get into it. Yeah, there's there's only one way to find out. You're listening to Being Jim Davis, not your mama's Garfield podcast. True. I don't know what that means. <laughs> My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. You wrote it, right? My name is no. Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim. You didn't write that one? I Maybe. I guess maybe I did, if you didn't. Maybe Jeremy wrote that one. He put uh, some maybe. on. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. Chris. John. It's finally Sunday. God. The Lord's Day. Yes. Uh, and what a Lord's gonna, Day it is. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate today's uh Lord's Day mm-hmm. in, in the manner befitting such a whatever. We're looking at Garfield. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean it's a special Lord's Day, John. It's Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday. John, yeah, no. What kind of feast is we, Palm Sunday? Movable. I don't I don't I, I no, don't No, that's get just that. literally the kind of feast it is. Movable? It's a movable feast. That's what they I think call that it? means it's on a different date depending on. Oh yeah, like Easter is on the yeah first Sunday, Sunday after the Easter. first full yeah, moon after one. the vernal equinox. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, I, well, and Palm Sunday is just always a week Sunday before, before Easter. That. So it's a movable feast. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, so Garfield. Garfield for Sunday, April 8th, 1979, 294 is how many of these there are now. Mm -hmm. And what happens, pray tell, in this one? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Because you're on the podcast. I thought we would do a thing. Okay, fair enough. John, in today's episode of Garfield for Sunday, the 8th of April, 1979, timing is everything in comedy. Everything. I mean, you say that. Everything. Everything. I mean, you say that. (laughs) Go on. Um, Everything. Go on. Um, No, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, so panel one, click. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's all you're gonna get about panel one, folks. <laughs> Click. Uh, is Gar is Garfield cocking a handgun, or perhaps clicking a mouse? We don't know. Uh, it's yeah. It, clearly, I guess it would. I was gonna say it would be a shotgun, but no, I guess that would be more of a. That would be a. That would be a. That would be a bifurcated uh, onomatopoeia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's um, pushing down a toaster. Oh sure. Yes. There's a to- toaster on the on the counter there. 
It's apparently battery operated because there is no uh, power cord in evidence. Um, and Garfield is sort of standing sort of behind it and to the left and pushing down the clicky thing. We don't really see any bread or anything the, the in handle. there, but it, it could be the, the toaster I guess handle it's down there. It's called a clicky yeah. thing, John. Um, disagree. Panel two, Chris. I do not have the energy to have a five. This is, that. you know, is it called a handle? It probably me, is. Can I? Can I just? I just want to wonder out loud how fucking stupid it is mm-hmm. that. We've had all of this. Okay, so we've had an entire week of let's talk about how spring is here. Yep. And we've had all these colors. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know we've had we've had these lush greens and and happy little clouds and blues and and birds with Hawaiian shirts. And now yeah. it's we oh, come it was to Sunday. Super colorful. We come to Sunday, mm-hmm. the only day of the week that originally ran in color. <laughs> and I want to stress that, like, aside <laughs> like, the. I'm just looking at the backgrounds here. Uh-huh. We have exactly three colors, and they're all solid colors. And that's it. Like, there's no... There are, like, no background elements whatsoever. We, every panel is countertop, wall. And the wall switches colors. Every panel. I mean, you really are correct. Like, it's 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 almost... It's not Jim Davis rubbing our noses in it exactly because, as you say, the originals were black and white, and so it's not. But I feel like, yes, yeah, someone is really rubbing it in because, as you say, like Monday through Saturday, almost to a one, super colorful. Um, Mother Nature certainly used every color on her vast palette to paint <laughs> those. I looked and looked for that uh, particular strip where Garfield says that about the sunrise slash sunset so I could quote it there. Took, uh, that would so I wasn't nice. really listening to what you were saying. Hey, you're editing. You can you can uh, interpolate it. Eh, you know. Um, yeah. It's fine. Interpolate. Interpolate away. Um, oh, I don't interpolate on a Sunday. Uh, I, I, cons- <laughs> I consider it work. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it's you're you're absolutely right. Jim Davis has chosen the blandest possible setting for the only strip with color in it. Now, maybe the problem here is that when they went back to colorize the black and whites, they didn't they didn't bother to, you know, do anything to the Sundays to make them match. Like they did they did such a good job on these black and white ones that now they outshine the you know what was originally the. Mm. They know. didn't even check to see what color John Arbuckle's pants were. <laughs> although, although, uh, oh yeah, no, is this right? Yeah, they are. Okay, yeah, they're this... they're blue on Sundays. What the motherfucker? Fuck? He wears blue pants every Sunday, black every other day of the week. What a John Arbuckle! It's man. weird. Okay, um, panel two. I have a theory about it. It's not interesting. Oh, sorry. I think um, I would like to hear it. I think the the you know because the weekdays were originally black and white. You know, Jim Davis basically had two choices for pants color. You know, they're going to be black. They're going to be white. Well, he's going to paint color them in black because that just indicates they're dark. Um, whereas yeah, and on also the Sunday w- he colors them blue because he has the option. And then when they go back mm-hmm. to colorize the dailies, 
they can't change that black into blue. The black is black. They're just coloring in the white spaces. And so his pants sort of by um, uh, uh, just naturally become black in the dailies or the stay black. And everything else gets colored in around them. Yeah, no, that's clearly what happened. Um, I, I have another. It was pretty fascinating, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I have another. Uh, um, I have another possible reason why okay. Jim Davis t- chose black uh, as opposed to white mm-hmm. for John's pants colors because because he knew that later on in the strip he was going to be featuring a disco outfit and he mm. wanted to be able to differentiate it. Yeah, yeah. If his pants had always been white, that's a good point. People would have been like, that it was hey, why is he just wearing part of a disco outfit no, along with his regular pants? That makes it, again, he's always thinking ahead. He's thinking like five <laughs> steps ahead. He's, yeah. Uh, ah, no, he knows it. a dozen different languages. Yeah. He'll blend in, disappear. Every um, time you think you've got him, he slips out of your grasp and you're like, man, he's got the grail already. Exactly. Um, so panel two, mm-hmm. just to, you know, kind of move things along here a oh, little bit. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh, Garfield is now staring at the toaster, mm-hmm. eyes wide open, sort of ogling it. Uh-huh. And he thinks, I'm going to stare at this toaster until the toast pops up. Panel three, Garfield staring at the toaster. Panel four, Garfield staring at the toaster. Panel five, Garfield staring at the toaster. Panel six, Garfield staring at the toaster. Panel seven, Garfield staring at the toaster. Yeah, I mean, you you really race through those, man. You're, I mean, I, how do you do it? So how do you do it? It's, I, it's, I do. I, I'm not gonna so lie. So good at it. I do kind of like that where it's just the same, basically, almost exactly the same picture, panel after too. panel after panel. I like that it's got that one panel uh, <laughs> part of the way through that's. It's bigger, bigger than, than the rest. The yeah. yeah, I like that too. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no reason why he couldn't have drawn uh, the leftmost panel of both rows. Uh, uh, the, you know, those could have been two panels each. Yeah, and and you I know? like. Uh, I also like that the wall behind Garfield is just alternating between mint green and sky blue. <laughs> Like and and yeah. I think the fact that the picture in the foreground is exactly the same from panel to panel really underlines, like it really <laughs> rubs in your yeah. face that the wall is just changing color for no reason. Yeah, and those colors—it's like we're in a dentist's office or something. <laughs> I just—I—I I mean, I clearly we're not because this is obviously John's kitchen. But no, uh, a, d- a dentist wouldn't allow yeah. you to eat toast. Well, nobody's checkout. eating the toast, Chris. I mean, let's let's. Why not go would crazy. a dentist's office have a toaster in it? <laughs> Why would a dentist's office have a toaster in use, but with a a, a prohibition against actually eating toast? Mm, well, probably the that's dentist's the real office, question. The dentist's office is going to have a toaster sitting on the counter there, but a sign above it saying "cats only." <laughs> right. Um, panel. Hey, s- do you know my son's orthodontist's office? They all. This rubs me the wrong way. It just feels wrong. They always have a plate of cookies. Hmm. That and it and there's a sign that Beforehand? just say you know yeah. It's just a sign that says please help yourself to to a cookie. And I feel That's like crazy. they're sending the wrong message. Why would you want? I mean, they should have like seems... like a sugar free treat or something. Fine. D- dent- dental care professionals are not supposed to give you cookies. 
Okay, I'm not even bothered so much by the, like, by it being, like, something in particular that's not good for your teeth. Like, I, they used to give us suckers, I think, after we, after. I after. bet, I bet they were the sugar-free, though. Well, sure, probably, but I, th- that I'm I'm not bothered so much by yes, those are bad for your teeth. Um, I mean, I, okay, you All just right, you just don't no, care. No, you convinced me. You convinced me. I agree with you. But but what's even weirder is is the idea that like you're gonna you're gonna encourage somebody to to like fill their teeth with a bunch of crumbs right before they get their teeth cleaned. Well, I mean, it gives I the like, dentist something to do. Makes them feel useful. I guess. Now, I think the I think the idea is you you have the cookie afterwards, but. Even so, yeah, it just feels does that, weird. Does to that me. work with Tilo? Yeah. yeah. Really? He, he, he's not gonna. He's not. He's not a small child anymore. You know, he's like a. He's like a teenager. Well, I mean, did he's but mature. when he was a, when he was younger, like Wait, did, he didn't was go it to hard to get him to not? In the, when he was younger, I don't. I don't know. Is it, I'm talking about an orthodontist, John. I'm not talking about a dentist. I'm talking about an orthodontist. T- see, to me, they're the same thing because I don't. Did you never have braces? No, I never had braces. You just had naturally perfect teeth. No, I have fucked up teeth. Oh, no, I guess you just didn't deserve braces. My parents didn't love me enough. Um, Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) What when you put it that way? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Look, can you blame them? Can we talk about panel eight now? Yeah, okay. Panel eight. John Arbuckle Um, comes up behind Garfield, and he all like, a watched pot never boils, Garfield. And Garfield, yeah, he spins. This is like the panel. Garfield two of, does a single take episode. Yeah, he does a John Arbuckle single take, and he thinks, huh? And his head's whipping around. Single take. Mm-hmm. And John, if you thought that was, <laughs> if you thought we'd exhausted the action of panel eight, <laughs> you were wrong. Because what else is happening? The toast is popping out of that toaster and flying up like. That's way higher than toast has any business flying up out of a toaster. It's pretty high. I don't know if it, I mean, it's like when our toaster. It's exaggerating. Like when the toast I mean, pops up, the toast doesn't actually leave the toaster and fly in. Really? The some air. toasters it does. Sometimes, some, I mean, some toasters it pops up enough that it, just you know, doesn't, little bit, doesn't land just back like, in. But it lands right back in. Yeah. Mm, I've, de- I've definitely had toasters where the toast, you know, won't land back in. I feel like if the toast flies out of the toaster I've, and doesn't land back in the bread hole then mm. it hasn't that toaster malfunctioned to some extent like you just got I, I mean i guess flying everywhere i guess what's the point of that chris magical realism that's what's going on here fair enough this is not i mean it's not like a it's not such it's not so hyperbolic that it's like a cartoon no, look it's you just had like, me at magical realism Okay. <laughs> Three words, John. Gabrielle <laughs> Garcia Marquez. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I want to talk about this panel. Jorge in, in, Luis Borges. Uh, I want to talk about this panel in some detail. That other guy. All right, okay, whatever. Salman Rushdie. Um, is that? Oh, he's a magical realist. Really? He's not, okay. he's not Latin American, but definitely, um, as it, particularly his early work. Definitely within the tradition of magical realism. For sure. Uh, I want to talk about Garfield, Chris. Yeah, okay. We can it's do kind that of what too. we're here to yeah, do. Yeah, we can do that too. 
Okay, um, you don't want to talk about Salman Rushdie? Fine. This is the first panel of Garfield that I maybe I I guess since the uh the the very first strip. I remember mm-hmm. that one. This panel, I remember reading this panel as a child. Really? And being really confused. <laughs> like I remember staring at this panel because you wanted to for, you didn't understand why John Arbuckle was air DJing. There were there were there were at least two things that I didn't understand. Number uh-huh. one, uh, the phrase "a watch pot never boils." Mm. I had never heard it before. A lot of background. Um, I, there's no pot in this panel. There's True. there's nothing boiling in True. this panel. Yeah, that makes. And those are both also, issues. you know how sometimes when you're reading something and you you like misread it, uh-huh. uh, and you like keep staring at it, but you like you keep reading it the wrong way and you can't see the right way. Yes. I am familiar with that experience. Yeah. You know, that phenomenon. Yeah. It's, it's called, like it's already in, in a sort of a schema in your head. Yeah. And you can't jump to the, uh, yeah, but there's a name for it and it's called, okay, we're back. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I misread it as I watched pot never boils. <laughs> and I thought he was referring to a television program. Oh, called pot, pot never, never boils. boils and i was like i was so confused because i i couldn't understand number one why that would be the name of a television program and it's number two why john would be so excited to enter the room at this moment and inform garfield about it to tell his cat about a television program he just watched called pot like, never boils hey i just I, like even if it was totally like hey i just saw this documentary about uh Gabriel Garcia, <laughs> like that would be really fucking weird, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that is weird. Yeah, and then and then it makes like all the less sense in the next panel when I'll just go ahead and lay it out. The the toast is landed on the counter, mm-hmm. and John, in this smug, obsequious, self satisfied grin, has his uh, arms tucked behind his back, and he's his eyes are closed, and he says, "See." Yeah, like, it doesn't. That part makes even less sense. If the pot never boiled is a, yeah, is a show. You're like, hey, I just watched this show. See? 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 I, I was all fucked. This might be why my childhood was so messed up, because I, I never got over this strip. You know who you know who starred in Pot Never Boils, John? <laughs> Bridget Bardot. <laughs> of that course. A, you know, was a yeah. was later, that maybe that was later ins- Bridget Bardot film. Was that an Inspector LaCroix? La uh, oh, yeah. Short. Inspector LaCroix yeah. was all over <laughs> Pot Never Boils. It sounds like a like it would be a good name for a show, right? Yeah, yeah. Pot Never Boils. Anyway, uh, Garfield is upset. Do you think, uh, slouching do down. You think pot, and, pot and Boils are like a team of detectives? Oh, do Steve, I ever? Like Stephen Pot and Rebecca like, Boyles. <laughs> like one's clean cut uh, by the book, you know, and, and the other one is uh, like a, a, you know, a rebel. Yeah. Boyles, I think, is the uh, the rebel. Yeah. 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 He's always boiling over. And yeah. and their boss is Inspector LaCroix. <laughs> yes. Panel um, whatever. John Arbuckle is very proud of himself. Eyes closed, hands behind his back saying see and garfield is pissed and he's saying the implication being that looking away caused the toast to pop up yeah yeah and garfield is thinking which is absurd it is absurd it is absurd it's like anti-quantum mechanics (laughs) 
the um, the toast toaster waveform does not collapse until it is not being observed. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, I like okay. uh, Garfield's thought bubble here. He's thinking drat, dot, 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 drat, 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 drat. It's a little, I, I'm sorry. Actually, he's thinking drat, dot, 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 drat, comma, drat. Is that a comma or a full stop? I think comma, drat, I think comma, drat. it's supposed drat. to be a comma. So how is the, is the dot, dot, dot a longer pause than the comma? Yeah, Chris, that's called an ellipsis. Ellipsis. It's, uh, Thank it's you. Used I knew in, it had a in name. literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's thinking drat, 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 drat. Yeah, that was an excellent dramatic reading. Thank you. Yeah, I I wonder why uh, Jim Davis bothered to indicate the time so precisely. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess that he had already drawn the thought bubble <laughs> and uh, had re- sort of ran out of space so he didn't have enough room to write two drats on the top line. Yeah, fair enough. Just a guess. Fair enough. And, and as you say, the implication that the toast popped up at that moment because he looked away, mm-hmm. not realistic. One of the least realistic implications in all Garfield history to this date. Um, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think we've seen weirder stuff this week. I How about that bird? Huh? You remember that bird? I'm in, I know that was a long in, time ago. In a way, this is, in a way, this one to me is even weirder. You know, the, no. the bird is like, the bird is saying like, Hey, imagine a world where animals wore clothes and did people things and went on trips. In a way, this is weirder because it's, it's suggesting that, our observation of mechanical, like physical systems somehow affects their, uh, their actions. No, Chris, this strip is, this is not, no, that is not what this is about, Chris. That bird actually defied physics. This bird, I mean, this, <laughs> this, this strip is about hindsight bias, okay? There is no causal connection between those two things. Okay. Oh, no, no, well, Garfield, no, that, no, no. No, Garfield looks away and the toast pops up. This is a classic case of post hoc ergo propter hoc, Chris. John, obviously. And you know what that means? Obviously, I agree with you. Okay. Obviously, yeah. Post hoc ergo, ergo propter hoc means uh, uh, because the, the two things occurred in sequence, you infer uh, causality inappropriately. It means after it, therefore because of it. Yeah, that's what I said. And it's like basically Be- almost never true. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm not going to touch that. It's it's a logical fallacy. It is. But John, that's why I'm saying this: that John Arbuckle's implication is one of the least realistic implications in all of Garfield because John Arbuckle is implying that Garfield's looking away caused the toast to pop up. And I would say, but that's totally realistic. What's realistic. It's realistic that John would think that because yeah, John it's is realistic not that he, would, John is like I, John Arbuckle is like not a proper skeptic. I feel like you are deliberately misconstruing what I'm saying here so that we can disagree about something. I recognize. Am I? Okay. All right. All right. I'll let you finish. haven't disagreed much. I'll let this you finish. Week. 
and people expect us to disagree and have a, like you're just trying Chris, to get I'm me gonna shouty. let you finish just I'm just you know you ch- you're trying to get me shouty gotta shout a little bit I think we're not really disagreeing about this at all I agree that clearly the toast popped up because it was time for the toast to pop up and it didn't have anything to do with Garfield looking away and I agree that it's totally reasonable that John Arbuckle would say C and incorrectly attribute causality to a sequence that was not causal. Okay. I'm just saying John Arbuckle's implication that the two of it, that the two events were causally related is absurd and unrealistic. Not the fact that he implied it, but the implication itself is even more unrealistic than a bird wearing people clothes. And carrying a suitcase. That's all I guess I'm when saying. you get down to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's like it's a tough call because I, I guess apart from the suitcase, you said the bird was fi- defied the laws of physics. How is the how is that bird defying the laws of physics? Okay, physics was not the right word. I mean, like biology is a bit, biologically, yeah. it doesn't okay. make any sense. But but biology is just applied chemistry, which is just applied. Uh, I'm not sure I buy that. Whatever. I don't. I don't. Um, I'm not entirely certain that's true. But okay, go on. Um, the different no, the domains bird, like, of knowledge, John, and chaos, <laughs> non-overlapping magisteria. Right. Right. Well, um, uh, they wouldn't say non-overlap. Okay, go on. Go on. <laughs> uh, the, the bird, they're not necessarily reducible. Go on. Are they irreducibly? Uh, overlapping no the bird the bird like you could you could put a uh, you could make a little hawaiian shirt and put it on a bird and that's not the issue can we stipulate that that would be adorable hang on yes we can so stipulated oh and (laughs) and the the official position of being jim davis (laughs) yeah and the sunglasses i mean there's nothing that defies physics about that um you could even make a little suitcase and attach it to the bird's wing somehow now that would be cruel (laughs) <laughs> and but, you should not do that. <laughs> but also, also Steve Hansen of Cincinnati, Ohio. Cute. Um, but if you do, take some photos. Steve, um, John, has what, it, if has you're going to do, been, if, has it been established in fiction that Steve Hansen of Cincinnati, Ohio, is a bird freak? He's got like like his his apartment oh. is just like full of bird cages with tropical birds. He is a hardcore birder. Oh god, he likes to open all the doors, like let them out, and they just uh-huh. they just roost all over his head and shoulders. Ugh. What were we talking about? Uh, you were gonna tell me how unlikely the bird. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, I, I, I was, I was, I think I, I was think we really edging towards much about. I this. was edging towards. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know which one is more unlikely. They're like, both like, unlikely. I feel like. A causal connection between Garfield looking away mm-hmm. and the toaster popping up. Either we're talking about some wild violations of basic laws of physics, or, and I guess this is the more likely explanation, mm-hmm. someone has fiddled with the mechanism of that toaster, probably John Arbuckle yeah. did it, I su- so, yeah. so that it... To it make it pop up when the person reads, looks bra- away, yeah, it's part like, of an yeah, elaborate like practical a, maybe, joke. Maybe there's an optical sensor on it, and it. Yeah, uh, yeah that's. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean, we, it's, look, that's, that is that is as plausible as the notion that like somebody has gone to the trouble of fashioning these, you know, this little outfit yeah. for this bird. Particularly, John, you know? we've established within fiction that John Arbuckle has access to future tech. 
That's just that's just understood at this point. So would um, he would he have a mini a miniaturized optical sensor? Yes, he definitely has access to that. And the computer software to run it, no right, problem. Right, right. Oh yeah, he's got he's got a video toaster. Yeah, yeah he's he could a, have a um, video toaster. <laughs> he's got a series of <laughs> because the strip is about a toaster. He's got a series of uh, a swarm of um, miniaturized Zephyr class drones flying around the kitchen. <laughs> Observing uh, we, Garfield, yeah. I just noticed something in panel eight uh-huh. that we forgot to touch on. Go on. Which is that John, it won't take long, mm-hmm. John Arbuckle is doing his classic air DJ posture there. I, I did mention that prior. Oh, you did, I'm sorry. But I was kind of interrupting you uh, when you were saying <laughs> the things. So it's very, and, and it's hard thing, to tell who's interrupting Yeah, him. Panel nine, uh, the toast is just lying there on the counter. And this yeah. is, in a way, this is the part that bothers me the most. Shouldn't Garfield just be eating that toast? Like, isn't that why he put the toast in the toaster? Yeah, this is, uh, you know, Garfield has regressed from, uh, you know, like to his typical teenager kind of psyche to back to his like toddler mm. one almost. Like he's just, why does he want to do this? Just because he does. Yeah. Like, there's no explanation for it. He should be eating the toast. I mean, you know, if Garfield like a, likes toast, he should be. And otherwise, why is he playing with the toaster in the first place? He's a little kid playing a mental game. I guess so. As are we well, all. On that note, folks, we've friends. had some fun this week. Gar friends. Uh, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe it's a duck. Maybe it's a rabbit. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck even knows? It's just an ambiguous shape. It doesn't matter. It's so true. It's not maybe either of those things. Maybe, maybe it's an old woman, or maybe it's a young woman. I don't know. Yeah, we maybe, maybe it's a podcast. Maybe it's Steve Hansen of Cincinnati, Ohio. But we strongly hope not. You can support the program by leaving us a review on iTunes. Please visit the blog at www.beingjimdavis.com where you can leave comments, send us an email, or no third thing. You can also follow us on Twitter at beingjimdavis. You can follow me on Twitter at inscrutabletaco. And you can watch me play video games at twitch.tv slash outrageouspotato. And I'm at the Chris Winter. John, I don't want to make this a thing, but do people really watch you play video games? Yeah. Because I like talking to you and spending time with you. <laughs> and that sounds super boring, just watching you play a video no, game. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. How is that? I don't get that. Well, Makes I, me I don't, feel I don't, old. I feel like. I don't. Like playing. Why do people watch sports? I don't get that either. Okay. I mean, playing a video game is like a leisure activity. Yeah, but why it's, do uh, I want someone else to do that for me? Why don't I just play the video game myself? Why? Okay. Um, I guess. Okay. That's number what one. I don't get. Number one. That's very hurtful. Um, and number two. Um, that I said it was a leisure activity. <laughs> he said, "I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter." Um, okay. No, I don't. I, you no, know, I know. If it whatever. doesn't matter, fine. Um, why would people want to look at photos of your fucking feet? I don't know, but they do. They're, you know, I can't. I can't get these photos out quickly enough. They're going like hotcakes. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's just a thing people do. It's just a thing people do. People like Why do people do anything? People like watching another person play a video game. Okay. Why do people do anything? <laughs>
I don't. I know. watch people play. I watch people play video games. Do you watch other people play games on Twitch? Yeah. Huh. All right. I mean, if that's a thing people do. I mean, I, I I also don't have a child that I have to raise. I'm trying not to, like, part of me wants to be judgy for comedic effect, to adopt the adopt the persona. <laughs> the intentional stance? To ad- adopt the persona of the crusty, incomprehending older person. Yeah. Which I think would be an easy but also kind of intellectually lazy stance to adopt. <laughs> you really, you really, I can see that you're really torn. I am. I'm so torn. Another part of me is like, yeah, maybe that'd be fun. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's fun. How come I'm not on I Twitch? I mean, y- you also don't like video games. I mean, even that, I'm not actually opposed to video games. I just talk them down deliberately because it sometimes creates conflict. I mean, conflict is the essence of drama. People so. love conflict. It's like it's like we're on Fox and Friends or whatever. Ugh, or Crossfire. I haven't watched either of those shows ever. I don't. Fox know and Friends doesn't have conflict. Oh, does, does it? it not? Isn't isn't it like the most vacuous thing uh, I that's ever been on a TV? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, but they're um, always outraged about something, right? I'm going to stop recording. That's a good idea. I'll do that too.